listening out there. This is week six of the NFL season, and this is week six of the fantasy football process. Uh I am Aaron Larson, as usual, hosting here tonight. I am about to put a live link up onto Twitter. If you are able to listen live, you can find it on my my account. That is at A.A. Larson on Twitter. And I'm going to just post it. I think I posted it. There it goes, post. So anybody else out there that's listening, uh, follow that link. I suppose you need to follow that link to listen, but maybe some more people will find us. That would be awesome. I'm going to walk through uh, week six of the NFL season from a fantasy football perspective, talk about some of the players I really like this week, some that I don't like so much. Hopefully this helps if uh, you're trying to make any decisions leading into the week. We have start sit calls. Waivers are running later. There's a lot of leagues running waivers tonight which is kind of interesting, uh, you know, with the big pushback we had with our Tuesday night football game last night. Maybe you're making some trades. I put some trade offers out there today. Whatever it is in the fantasy football landscape, I would love to be of some assistance. So if those of you that are, are listening live right now, if, uh, as I'm talking here, if anything piques your interest or you got anything you want to ask, uh, you know, type it over in the discussion tab. That would be awesome. Or if you want to talk it out, uh, hit that request to speak button and we can talk it out. So uh, let me start just by talking a little bit of news. Oh, someone wants to talk right away. Fantastic. Hey, Howard, what's up? Hey, sir. Love, love, love uh, fantasy football help anytime I can get it. Talk mm-hmm. to me about Justin Herbert. Am I seeing a mirage or is he good money? I think he is legit. So I was. Um, I saw some stats today. I don't have them in front of me, but basically he has been better than Joe Burrow in most statistical categories so far. He, I mean, I think he's legit. It's, it's kind of unfortunate that he's got a bye week this week, so we can't roll out and play him, but he's a, I think he's a solid bench stash. And I don't know, maybe yeah. some, you know, there's some lineups maybe I'd be afraid of, but I think he's, he's good to go. I love that. Okay. Awesome. That's exactly what I needed to hear because I can't, you know, I'm a believer, but then I have a couple friends who like to pop up and tell me, try to bring me back down to earth and say, no, you know what? not that good. I, I wasn't a believer. I, he was, I, I was not a fan of his college tape. You know, I didn't, I'm not a big college tape guy, but what I saw wasn't, didn't impress me that much. But man, what he's put up on the NFL field definitely has. So. I love it. All right. That's all I needed to hear. I'm, I'll be in the crowd. Thank you, boss. All right. Awesome. Uh, Connor's in already. What's up, Connor? All right, so Darren Walker's on by this week, and I need a tight end. Um, with OJ right. Howard out and Gronk is open in my league, do I take Gronk and pick him up for the week? Yeah, Gronk. I think he's a he's an, he's an alright dart throw. You never know what you're going to get with him this year. He's he's been kind of hit or miss. What else is out there for you? Anything? Um, Trey Burton. Yeah. <laughs> Logan. Um, yeah, man, of those odds, I mean, the guys you're mentioning, you're basically looking for a touchdown or bust, and I think Gronk gives you the best chance of a touchdown between those guys you're mentioning. Yeah, I was hoping Mo Ali Cox was still there, but Yeah, he disappointed last week though. I mean, he's he's another touchdown or bust guy. He's not even running very many routes. I think he's running like single digit routes per game. It just happened to be in the end zone. And if I Chase Claypool should be labeled a tight end, but he's labeled a wide out. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's labeled a wide out, and I have a waiver claim in for him right now. 
Nice. Good luck with that, man. He's that was legit. Well, I'm number seven right now, so there's a good shot I get it. Nice. But so, yeah. Yeah. And then definitely oh go ahead. I have a Houston defense and a Chicago defense. Um, of those, I would be going with Chicago. Yeah, because Houston Houston plays Tennessee, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so I'd go with Chicago. Chicago's defense has been good. Their offense has been <laughs> not not as good, but they've actually been uh, shutting down quarterbacks. I don't think I think Bridgewater is a fine quarterback, but I don't think he's a guy that his talent beats a defense. I think he wins good matchups, and this isn't a good matchup for him. Or I can pick up a Miami defense that's playing the Jets. I actually love that. I have um, <laughs> no seriously. So let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, the Jets are like. Starting a defense against the Jets has been, like, one of the best strategies of the, the fantasy season so far. Yeah, it said that uh, Miami has a second, like, second in the league matchup against the Jets. Yeah, so I'm just I'm going down the, the list here. Of, so here are the teams that played the Jets in the first five weeks for defenses. Uh, Buffalo Bills, they finished number six on the week. Uh, 49ers, 13th on the week. Colts were number one defense. The Broncos were the number six defense. The Cardinals were the number nine defense. And so Miami's got Miami's got some shutdown corners, and it sounds like Joe Flacco is going to start again. Sounds like I'm going to get some picks if I pick up Miami. Yeah, it's again, it's Joe Flacco, and it's some good shutdown corners. So, all right, well, looks like I'm picking up Miami. Awesome, thank you. Yep, thanks, man. Um, got a question here in the, the the chat also. Which Rams running backs? Ah, uh, man. If you have to start one of them, I'm starting Henderson. But I don't feel good about it. <laughs> uh, honestly, one of those guys is probably going to go off, or at least be usable. Henderson is the ultimate uh, <laughs> the ultimate flip-flopper, man. He he goes off, he disappears, he goes off again. I just and So Sean McVay did come out and say that they expected, or he was anticipating giving Cam Akers more work. And McVay's been one of those guys that typically sticks to what he says. He's not a lot, not a big coach speak guy, from what I'm aware. So, uh, <laughs> not sure if that helps. I I would say Henderson, but man, I, I one of those situations that I don't don't love. But if I got to pick one, I'm picking Henderson. So awesome, good start to the show, guys. Anything else that comes up, definitely let me know. Uh, I'm going to start talking about some of the other plays that I really do like. Some of these guys might be available out there. On the waiver wire, uh, maybe not. Maybe they're trade targets. Uh, one guy I'm going to mention real quick is Le'Veon Bell. The fact that he got cut uh, from the Jets just shows what a debacle the Jets are. But I do believe that Le'Veon Bell is still talented. And no matter what happens, as long as he finds a team, it will be better fantasy-wise than where he was with the Jets. So he might not be there for you on the team this week. In fact, it's getting later in the week. He probably won't. But, man, if you can get him on the cheap, I uh, think he's gonna he's gonna be usable at least. Which in the fantasy landscape right now, with all the injuries all over the place and uncertainty, I think he could be a nice late season guy that maybe helps uh, helps a team in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, let's look at the overall landscape this week. As some of you mentioned already, we do have some buys this week, uh, more than last week even. And make sure you're checking this. I think most of the fantasy apps have updated them, but the buys are not the same as they were planned to be originally in the season. So we have New Orleans, Las Vegas, Seattle, and the Chargers. So there are a lot of big names there. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, somebody mentioned already, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lennon. There's 
some heavy hitters here. So we do have uh, some replacements that a lot of people out there are going to need. It was fun having that Tuesday night football game last night, but now we don't have Thursday night football, which is kind of odd. Uh, gives you a little bit more time to, to ponder these decisions, though. So uh, no, no Thursday night game. Big slate on Sunday, and then we actually have two Monday night games again. Uh, the Monday night game between Kansas City and Buffalo, which should be a super fun game. It's got the highest over-under of the week at like 57.5 points. Uh, and I think it starts earlier in the night, too, if I'm not mistaken. And then the, the nightcap is the Cardinals against the Cowboys on Monday night. So there we go again. Uh, Andy Dalton, he's a guy, if you're desperate for a quarterback, he's going to be the starting quarterback for the Cowboys for the rest of the year, unless something goes terribly wrong again. So I think he has fantasy value for sure. Uh, so I'm going to start out with some other quarterbacks, too. These are my favorite, kind of not your typical starts of the week. Um, the guys that I like a little bit more than, than the buzz I'm hearing about them. And I, I want to start off right away with <laughs> that Miami Dolphins matchup, Brian Fitzpatrick. I've been, I've been hot and cold on him all season, thinking he was a matchup quarterback. Well, I think that's kind of, he's proving that he's not just a matchup quarterback, man. He is, he is a legit fantasy quarterback. Uh, week one against the Patriots, he was, he was bad that game. Uh, quarterback 32, can't get much worse. Since then, quarterback 11, quarterback 6, quarterback 10, quarterback 2 last week in San Francisco. So now he gets the Jets. You know, it seems like it's set up for one of those classic Ryan Fitzpatrick games where he throws a, a handful of picks. But he's been set up for that a couple times this year, and it hasn't happened. So I have him ranked as my quarterback 12 on the week, which is just on that border edge as a top quarterback, right? If you've got 12 teams in your league, he should be started somewhere. I also like Jared Goff a lot this week. He's been kind of yo-yoing. He's been kind of a matchup guy. Uh, but he gets those same 49ers that just got torn apart by Fitzpatrick last week. And Jared Goff, uh, let's see, he's got three top 12 finishes so far this season. He's actually been better on the road, which is weird. So his two, his two disappointing games were at home against Dallas and at home against the Giants. On the road, he's done awesome against Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Washington. So on the road against San Francisco, not the worst thing. Again, Ryan Fitzpatrick just tore him up last week. So I have Jared Goff ranked as my quarterback 10 on the week. And I think he is you know, in that must-start category. And then the last one, somebody that maybe, uh, maybe be forgotten. I don't know if anybody would have gone all out and cut this guy. But Cam Newton is back. He is... He's, re, he's uh, practicing, so he should be fully recovered. He's expected to return to practice, and they're playing the Broncos this week, who is not an imposing team. Uh, they gave up that gigantic touchdown run to Sam Darnold uh, in primetime a couple weeks ago on that Thursday night game. So Denver's giving up points to quarterbacks. So, um, yeah, Cam Newton, there is no other running back in New England that's going to be a bell cow. Cam Newton's probably not going to be throwing the ball, although he did have that Seattle game where he threw, I think, a career high yards. So I think he's going to come out with something to prove. We're going to see Cam out there with a little bit of a, the, the narrative. Maybe it's a little narrative-based, but the talent is there. And if he's recovered, he's their starter. I have him up as my quarterback eight on the week. So those are the, the three quarterbacks that I'm kind of targeting in that middle range. Uh, some running backs. The first guy I want to talk about is 
David Montgomery, Carolina, or against Carolina, he's the Bears running back. But Carolina, if you haven't noticed, is giving up the most fantasy points to running backs on uh, a weekly weekly basis so far this year, 31.7. Now, that's not you know a single running back that's per team, but the thing is the Bears don't really have any other running backs. They have Montgomery and sometimes Cordero Patterson lines up back there. Uh, but since Tariq Cohen went down, Montgomery has seen 80% of the running back snaps and 82% of the Bears' rushes. Those are insane numbers for a running back. And he's getting a few more catches, too. He's seen a 12% target share, which for a running back is not bad at all. So, like I said, the matchup is ideal. His usage is ideal. It just lines up to be a, a big game. Montgomery hasn't had very many big games in his career, but he actually did find the end zone last week uh, against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a good run defense. So against a bad run defense, he's got a nice chance to do that again. And like I said, he's getting more targets. He had eight targets in the passing game last uh, last week, which was his career high in a game. So all signs point to him being solid this week. Um, speaking of that good Tampa Bay defense, so I've been checking you know, the rankings. Uh, Fantasy Pros has their expert consensus rankings where they take a lot of experts from all over the place and kind of average them out. And for some reason, Aaron Jones is – really low on that list. Uh, when I checked this morning, I don't know if it's moved up, but he was ranked as running back 14 on the week, which, yeah, I, I get it. That's that's not super low, but he's the running back four on the season, and that's with only four games played. That includes the bye. If you go by points per game, he's running back three. So, yeah, the, the matchup is a little tough, but if anybody is having questions about should you start Aaron Jones, you got to just go ahead and put him right in. He is Put, he is into that auto start territory. I'm not sure why anybody would have him ranked outside of the top 12. Uh, he's just utilized too much. Even if that run game is shut down a little bit, he's their second best pass catcher behind Devontae Adams, who should be fully healthy, but he is coming back off a long absence. So definitely like him. He, um, yeah. Next up, uh, another Miami Dolphins. There's going to be a lot of Dolphins talk on this show um, because they're playing the Jets and, if you haven't figured this out yet, the Jets are a fantasy target if your team is playing against them. So Miles Gaskin, last week, so Gaskin's been getting all the, the volume all year in Miami, except when they get down to the goal line and Jordan Howard would come in with his visor and fall into the end zone for one yard. But last week, Jordan Howard was inactive. Miles Gaskin got goal line touches and he got in the end zone near the goal line. If that's the case, he instantly becomes uh, a top 20 running back in the NFL uh, against the Jets. He's going to be a, where do I have him? I think I have him ranked as 16th on the week. I don't know how you don't have him as a starting running back in fantasy football. And he is a guy that the name value is just not there. So there may still be some people out there that don't believe in the name value of Miles Gaskin. Maybe you can get him in a nice little trade off or throw it out there. See, see what you can get. Um, and then I kind of talked about Le'Veon Bell already. If you are rostering him, hang on to him. Don't, don't think that, well, he's not, he doesn't have an NFL team, so I'm not going to have him on my fantasy roster. He is, I, I would be very willing to wager that he is going to find a team and he is going to be better off than he was for the beginning of the season. That Jets team is just a complete debacle. Uh, it makes no sense why they would sign him for all that money and then not use him and then run him out of town, and it is what it is, but I think there are better fantasy days ahead for Levy and Bell this season. 
the bigger issue is that wherever he lands may destroy some fantasy value for some other running back. Uh, I've heard a lot of rumors out there for a lot of different teams. I think we'll have to just wait and see. Uh, some wide receivers that I want to talk about. I mentioned Devontae Adams already. He's really ranked low on the, the Fantasy Pros rankings, too. He's like wide receiver 15. And I think that's just because he hasn't officially been uh, ruled good to go yet. I think once that happens, you're going to see that climb up. But I have him as my wide receiver uh, three on the week. Is that right? Let me check real quick. Oh, no, I'm moving down. Yeah, oh, that's right, three. Number three on the week. So he's just... Aaron Rodgers has been too on fire. Devontae Adams is by far the best target there. Uh, so if you have any hesitation, watch the injury reports, watch the practice reports, make sure he's active. From what I saw, he got a full practice in today. And once, once he gets that good to go, get him back in your lineup. Um, somebody who is coming off of a bye week, Kenny Galladay. Uh, I think coming off of a bye week, he is primed to explode against Jacksonville. He's obviously a must-play anyways. I'm just excited to see him play. He's had a, a 25% target share on the season for the Lions, which is good. He was hampered. He missed the first couple of weeks, and then you could sort of see he didn't seem full strength when he first came back. But he has this bye week, so he's got to be back at full strength at this point. And Jacksonville just got absolutely roasted by Houston. Jacksonville's defense is not good. So Galladay is primed for a big day. And then... Uh, I have Devontae Parker on my list. Yep, again, I've talked about it. Target your players that, that play the Jets. I got Devontae Parker as there as well. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to say Mike Kosicki for tight ends. I think the Dolphins are going to put up some points. But a Dallas Cowboy receiver I want to talk about, and they have three really good ones. The one that has been the most underwhelming so far has been Michael Gallup, but when Andy Dalton came in last week at the very end of that game, or near the end of that game after that terrible back injury, which I don't really want to talk about because it's just not, not a fun thing. But Andy Dalton came in, and up to that point of the game, before Dalton came in, Michael Gallup had one target. When he came in in the fourth quarter, Gallup had three targets for three catches for 65 yards, including that really nice deep target near the end. So it seems, again, it's a super small sample size, but in that little bit that we've seen, it looks like Andy Dalton likes to throw to Michael Gallup, and it worked. So that could be a, a thing that we see increase a little bit. He's been getting good looks. He is number 12 in the NFL in total air yards for receivers. So he's getting shots down the field. It's only a matter of time until those turn into some more big plays. He did have uh, some big plays against Seattle, so I think he's in a good spot this week as well. And I should mention some of the guys that came out of nowhere this week. Uh, somebody asked about Chase Claypool earlier. Definitely like him. I think his role is secured in Pittsburgh's offense. You can't have a, a game that we like he just had where you explode and then ride the bench anymore. So I don't think it matters if Deontay Johnson comes back, um, how Juju's doing, James Washington. They're all going to have theirs. I'm not predicting Chase Claypool to get a another three or four touchdown game. Those are uh, hard to come by, but I think he is worth a fantasy pickup. Claypool might be Ben's favorite receiver. He might be, man. I, look at that guy, the way he, what he can do on a field. Why wouldn't he be? So, you know, Juju has not been what we saw in the past. 
Deontay Johnson can't stay on the field. And I think Claypool just earned a whole lot of respect from Big Ben. Very good point. Um, and then uh, Fulgham from, from Philadelphia. So all of a sudden, he comes out of nowhere and gets 13 targets, 10 receptions. Uh, what was it? 152 yards and a touchdown last week. So it seems like out of nowhere, and really it is for, for Travis Fulgham. But the week before, he got called up off the practice squad, and he did catch a touchdown in that Niners game. So it seems like he earned a little bit of trust there. And then all of a sudden he had all the trust in the world in this game against Pittsburgh. And that's not a tough D or that's not an easy defense. That's a tough defense to match up against. Now he has another tough matchup against Baltimore, but you know, I'm not sure what's going on with Philly and their receivers. Alshon Jeffrey, is he finally coming back? And if he does, do you really trust him? Uh, Deshaun Jackson, same thing, same story, different name. I think Jalen Rager still a ways away. So, yeah, you can take your shot with Fulgham, especially if it's any kind of PPR format. I'd rather have Claypool, but Fulgham is a, a good guy to get on your team as well if you're needing help at receiver. If you're in a, in a really deep league and you really need help at receiver, I think that John Hightower, the other receiver for the Eagles, could be a, a nice dart throw. And that's what he is. He's a dart throw. But he was actually on the field running routes more often than Fulgham last week. Fulgham was at 78%, and Hightower was at uh, 81%. His last three weeks have been 86%, 81 81 So he's out there. It just hasn't turned into fantasy points yet. Not saying that it will, but again, if you're needing a, a desperate dart throw, you could do worse. Uh, so that's enough receiver talk for the receivers that I'm liking, at least. I mentioned that I was going to say some good things about Mike Kosicki as he plays the Jets. But he really is having a true breakout season as a tight end. We saw it a little bit at the tail end of last season. And now he is, so far through five weeks, the tight end six on the season. So that's actually exactly where I have him ranked this week is tight end six. Like I said, I love him for the same reason I love all the Dolphins. He's playing the Jets this week. I think it's time to start uh, paying attention to Austin Hooper in Cleveland. He was... You know, the big free agent signing, I think he, at the time of the signing, was the most, uh, the highly, most highest paid tight end. That's not the right way to say that, but he was very highly paid tight end. I think he set the record until uh, Kittle and Kelsey re-signed after that. But it was very strange that he was not being used early in the season. Uh, Now, two weeks ago, he finally got a touchdown, and then last week, he had his season-high 10 targets. So here's his targets on the five weeks of the season, two Four, four, seven, ten. That increase is a very good trend to see. Uh, volume is king in fantasy football and especially at tight end. So I have him ranked as tight end nine for the week. Again, it's not the best matchup with Pittsburgh, but at tight end, if you can get somebody that's going to get seven to ten targets, you're probably going to do better than most. I also really like another young guy, TJ Hawkinson. Jacksonville has been awful against tight ends. They've given up the 28th. Well, they've, no, they've been the 28th best, so the fourth uh, worst against tight ends. They've been giving up a lot of points at tight ends. Uh, Hawkinson has had some good weeks. Definitely a good touchdown candidate. like him a lot this week. Plus, it's possible, it's always possible these guys coming off five weeks might be out there on waivers. So it's worth taking a look. Some fantasy owners just can't, roster two tight ends or just don't want to roster two tight ends. So maybe, maybe some leagues out there. And then 
Kind of the same thing with Noah Fant. He might be available after he left that game early, he was injured, and then he had this unexpected buy. So I don't even know for sure if he has been practicing, but he was questionable when the game was going to go, and then the game got delayed. So it looks like the latest report is he is still, uh, he did return to practice. So I don't know if he's going to be going or not, but returning to practice sure is a good sign. And again, people may not have been holding on to him through all that time off. And uh, defenses, some streaming defense. Already talked about the, the Dolphins. Had them come up in the question before. They've been a quietly strong defense. Their corners, I mentioned, I didn't mention their names, but Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, they hadn't been healthy all season until I think last week. They both played together, and they had a great week. So I think definitely the Dolphins are the top of the streaming defenses uh, category. The other one I really like is the Washington football team taking on the New York Giants. Uh, it's a perfect combination of Daniel Jones, who is a turnover machine, and the, the D-line, the front four for Washington, can really get after it. Uh, Chase Young, the rookie from Ohio State, is back. I believe he came back last week. And on the other end, they have Montez Sweat, uh, the first-round pick from last season, another freak athlete pass rusher. So I think those guys are going to make it a long day for Daniel Jones. I would not be shocked at all if he had multiple turnovers he fumbles the ball more than anybody in the NFL, and he throws his fair share of picks as well. So going over the landscape, those are sort of the players at those positions that I am really sort of targeting and thinking might do better than expectations this week and are worth a, worth a look. Uh, a few players I'm going to avoid, maybe I'm lower on than a lot of places I've seen, uh, starting with quarterback. I mentioned this again up front with one of the questions about Chicago's defense. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he's had, he had a great week last week, and I think he's got, you know, like I said, the opportunity to do really well in good matchups. I don't think he is a quarterback that can just take over a matchup and outperform in a matchup. The Bears, they are giving up the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks on average this season. They're averaging just 12.7. So their defense has been very strong. Um, this is just not the place to, to start him, right? He has, and so some of those other matchups, he was quarterback 29 when he played Tampa Bay. He was quarterback 21 when he played the Chargers. Those are two stronger defenses. So I would be surprised if he finished in the, the top half of quarterbacks this, this week. Try to find a better option. Uh, somebody that's been getting a lot of buzz in the fantasy community that I've seen this week is Kirk Cousins because he has a great matchup against Atlanta. And I am not going to argue that. It is a great matchup. It's technically the best matchup. Uh, Atlanta is giving up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Don't get this wrong. I think Cousins is a fine play this week. I have him as quarterback 13, which is he's that nice option if you don't have a better option. But I do think there are better options. I am not going to go crazy and put Kirk Cousins in my, my top 10. Uh, so, I mean, for reference, last week he played Seattle. Seattle is the second-best matchup for quarterbacks, and Cousins finished as quarterback 16 in that game. So I know there's also, you know, Delvin Cook is out of this game, so maybe they'll pass the ball a little bit more, but something tells me they're not going to have any problem handing the ball to Alexander Madison 20, 25 times in the game if they can do it, which they probably can against Atlanta. So I'm not saying you to totally, totally avoid Cousins, 
but don't just put him in there over a better option just because of the matchup. In the in the same game, Matt Ryan uh, has been brutal. He's just he's tough to trust right now. I have him ranked as my quarterback 15, so I'm not saying you can't start him, but I'm saying I don't want to start him. Uh, he might be able to turn it around, right? Maybe some things going in the right direction for him and the Falcons. They got rid of Dan Quinn, so they have a new coach. Maybe that changes the way um, changes the way they're playing. Maybe there's that narrative street of playing for the new coach. Uh, Julio might be coming back. There's definitely no denying that Julio Jones makes Matt Ryan better. So again, you can play him, but he even even despite you know missing some talent with Julio and everything, he just has not looked like the quarterback he used to be. He looks a little broken out there. So I'm trying to avoid starting him. Uh, kind of the same narrative here as I talked about with Kirk Cousins. Same thing with Alexander Madison. Don't get me wrong. He is a good play. I am all about picking up Alexander Madison and playing him this week. But don't go crazy with it. Um, same thing I talked about with Aaron Jones, how I think Aaron Jones is being undervalued because of this matchup this week and he's outside the top 10. Do not go and think, matchups are everything and you're going to play Alexander Madison over Aaron Jones. I don't know if that's actually a thing anybody would think, but I've seen rankings where Madison is in front of him and I I don't get that. So Madison's a good play, but do not bench one of your studs. And there's not that many of them out there anymore. I suppose with injuries and bye weeks, Josh Jacobs is out. There's no McCaffrey. There's no Barkley. I get it. So Madison's a, a good, good play. You might only get one week out of him also. So if you are, in a league where it's your number one waiver priority, or if you're in a, a fab league where you have to um, use a budget, don't completely burn everything just to get Madison because you might only have him for a week. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Ronald Jones, the other Jones in the Green Bay-Tampa Bay match. A lot of, uh, of parallels there. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Aaron Jones, Ronald Jones. But I don't love Ronald Jones this week. He has been great the past two games. He also has a history of having a couple of good games and then falling off of a cliff. So let's look at 2019. Uh, last season, he had two good weeks in a row. He was the running back 19, running back 17. That'll, that'll do in fantasy. The next week, he was the running back 39. Not good. Uh, then a couple of weeks later, he was the running back 13 and the running back 6. Looks good. Week after that, running back 61. Not good. Week after that, running back 10. Awesome, he's back. Week after that, running back 75. Not good. So he is very, very tough to trust for consistency purposes. Now add into that that Leonard Fournette is coming back. He has been injured. He he missed a week. He really missed two weeks. He was active last week, but he did not uh, get into the game. He was an emergency plan. But that was a Thursday night game. Now they had a little bit of an extra extra time to recover, and I think he's going to be back in the mix, which hurts Ronald Jones. So I, I'm avoiding him if I can. And lastly, this is your reminder to avoid the Patriots' backfield. As usual, it is messy. Damian Harris led the way last game, and he was okay. He was fine. He did nothing uh, spectacular, but he was definitely the lead back. Now, Sony Michelle is eligible to come off of the IR this week. I don't know if that's going to happen. If he does, it gets even more gross. James White is always there. He, I am okay playing him. I'm comfortable playing James White, especially if you have any PPR 
uh, scoring in your league. But, you know, he is sort of that safety guy that probably isn't going to win you the week, but probably won't lose it either. And then, of course, Rex Burkhead also there still. So I don't want to play any of them. If I have to pick one, I would rank James White the highest. And let's not forget that the lead runner on this team is Cam Newton. He is going to be back. And like I mentioned up front, I think he is going to be uh, playing with a purpose, trying to, to prove something that he's healthy. So I say look out for that. Wide receivers, uh, Debo Samuel. There are some positive signs for Debo. He's been getting back on the field from that offseason foot injury. He's been playing more snaps. He saw more targets last week. But he plays against the Rams this week. The Rams have been the toughest matchup so far for wideouts. They've been shutting them down. So he's still working up to full speed. And there's quarterback questions. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo played a half against Miami. Looks terrible. Maybe he's still a little injured. Not really sure. But definitely not somebody that I am trying to, to trust this week. I do love Debo as a bench stash. If you've got room on your bench, I think the second half of the season, Debo might uh, might win some leagues. So hang on to him if you can. But I am not starting him this week. Uh, Julian Edelman, last time he was out, he looked injured. Now, I know he had a little bit of extra time. He had the bye week. But, man, he has not looked great this season. He had one huge week against Seattle. And it was. I think he had a career-high receiving yards in week two. Outside of that, he had 10.5 fantasy points in week one. Week two was the big blow-up with 21.9 fantasy points. This is half-point PPR scoring. Uh, in week three against Las Vegas, he had 3.2 points. Against Kansas City, he had five points. Those are not scores you want in your league. So I do not have Edelman ranked high. I don't think that he... I don't think he has much time left as a, as a top receiver. He might not have any time left as a top receiver. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell. Um, and here's one more reminder. If you, haven't, if, you, if you still have A.J. Green on a roster, it is past time. It's okay to move on. A.J. Green had a lot of good fantasy days. I was very, very hopeful that he would have a, a renaissance this year. That did not happen. And uh, I would much rather have T. Higgins, the, the rookie on my team. T. Higgins has uh, more catches, more yards, more touchdowns, more just about everything than A.J. Green. So it's sad to say, but unless something really changes, I think A.J. Green is, is done for me for fantasy. Some tight ends. Uh, Dalton Schultz, he's had some huge weeks, but now all of a sudden last week he only had three targets. Andy Dalton takes over at quarterback. Maybe they're trying to run the ball a little more with Zeke. Uh, Arizona has been a little better this season against tight ends. So I have Dalton Schultz... Um, outside of my top 12 tight ends, which is crazy because tight ends aren't all that good. But, yeah, he he only ran 28 routes last week. That was the lowest he has seen since week one. And in week one, that's when Blake Jarwin was healthy. So I'm not sure what the scheme exactly is, but I don't want to play Dalton Schultz. And then, oh, Tyler Higby. I was a believer, um, but he has now entered the category of touchdown or bust. The volume just doesn't seem like it's going to be there. Um, he has had eight targets combined over the past three weeks. That's just not going to cut it. You want to, you want to be in that six, seven, eight or more targets to, to feel safe with the guy. So I do not feel safe with Higby. 
Um, some defenses that have been good this year, but I don't want to play this week. Tampa Bay against Green Bay. Tampa Bay's been a good defense, but Green Bay has been the best offense in all of football. So I don't want to start them. I'd much rather play the Dolphins defense than the Tampa Bay defense. And same with Cleveland. Cleveland has been solid. They take on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looks like they are just full steam with Big Ben and all of his new weapons. So again, I would much rather start Miami's defense than Cleveland's defense. Okay. Well, those are all of the points and the players and the fantasy situations that I want to talk about and cover. So I will hang tight here if anybody has any last-minute questions before I, uh, before I call it a night here. I'm going to remind everybody that you can listen to this. I'm going to turn this uh, recording here into a podcast. I'll post that tomorrow morning. That is at the Process FFP. Uh, that's the Twitter handle. It's called the Process Fantasy Football Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at AA Larson. Uh, every week I will be, you know, reminding people that the show is coming out. And I also do a, a show on Sunday afternoon called Savior Sunday. It's uh, right right before all the, the early games wrap up. So that's at 3.30 Eastern time, just before the afternoon games start. Kind of react to the news that's happening and see if there's any last-minute pivots that you need to change or any last-minute decisions you're still trying to make between the afternoon games Sunday night game, the Monday night game, or games this week. So save your Sunday, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. We'll be doing that again this week. So thanks, everybody that's out there listening. Uh, Hope you enjoyed it. Hope I was able to help. And good luck in week six.